contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? Speaking, the word somatic basically means uh, body, about body. Anything that is somatic is of the body because the body is called the soma. So uh, anything that is we call somatic is pertaining to of or pertaining to the body. And the body is a crucial part of, of life and a crucial part of existence. And we are so stoked to show people how to look into the intelligence of the body and how the body actually functions from a very intelligent standpoint that is a bit different than than the mind intelligence, the rational intelligence of the mind. So when we get into the very blunt, the very straightforward uh, intelligence of the body, there's a different way to decipher it. And we're not taught this in school. We're not taught this by our parents for the most part, how to really look into the signals that the body is giving you. And so that's why we have uh, created things like mentor in the mirror meet me in the mirror somatic safari it's so that you can delve into what your body is trying to tell you so welcome aboard the somatic safari and we want you to keep in mind today a, a few things you know ask yourself a few questions as this goes along you know do i know if my body is trying to tell me something um people come to us and uh, ask us you know what do you, what do you guys teach so we're going to we're going to show you what we teach and if you have any questions about this feel free to pop it in in the uh in the comments drop it on our Instagram drop it on our Facebook and uh if you have no idea why you're here you just felt compelled to come cool welcome we love that welcome to the party and we'd love to hear about what best describes why you're here with us today so please uh feel free to drop us a note and it really is about self-reflection. That is the power of body is what is your body trying to tell you? Is it, you know, anything in particular? Is it something you're adhering to? Or if you don't know and you're just here to learn, rock on. We love it. And before we even start, just take a moment, grab a pen and paper. There are things that you're going to want to write down. If you're on your computer, put some tabs on your computer uh, or shut them down so that you can grab a glass of water. Hey, I love seeing all of the comments. Yeah, I hear you. My body has been talking and that's what we're going to get more into. So the class will be as expansive and enlightening as you allow it to be. So we invite you to hold off judging any of the questions or exercises and approach it with curiosity. They may not make sense at first. However, the more fully you commit to going on this journey of you, the more value and insights you're going to get. There are noises. <laughs> Lots of noises. So we're going to start before we begin to introduce ourselves. So I'm Ta. I'm Cole. And, and we are, are Ta, Ta Cole, Cole Bio-Integration. And for me, after 25 years of emergency medicine, uh, 70, uh, for us, I should say. Yeah. After 25 years of emergency medicine, 17 years in power plant traditions, epic personal journeys, 19 years in health and fitness. Cole and I are here to guide you deeper into the questions that your body is dying to answer for you that you may not have been listening to. So we're supporting a new wave of human evolution for not just wellness-obsessed entrepreneurs that are committed to global change, but people that are looking to understand what their body is trying to tell them. So if you love Hal Elrod, Rob Dial, Christina Wise, Mike Dillard, Aubrey Marcus, Tim Ferriss, Eckhart Tolle, 
we are going to be getting into throughout this series and what we do, talking about biohacking, plant medicines, epic trips, transformational experiences, and a lot of the info is going to be pretty mentally stimulating. Yeah, definitely. It will definitely massage the brain and all the wonderful areas like that front, you know, that frontal cortex area. So if you've been breaking through glass ceilings, attending live events, pushing for progress, attending retreats and masterminds and all these things that are wonderfully uh, expansive, you have known your commitment to self-work is solid and that's why you're here. And the thing that's crazy is we've been watching across the industry when it as it relates to self-care and self-exploration, the tools that were working before aren't working like they used to. And a lot of our clients who are NLP master practitioners, part of Tony Robbins elite or landmark loving transformation junkies, we've come to a conclusion that now is the time to dig deeper into the body's instinctual intelligence. Just hacking past your body's cues is not cutting the mustard. So as we always say, biohacking is cool, but biointegration is key. Your body has probably been screaming at you for quite some time. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And if you're anything like us, you have a mission, a calling that, that, you know, that you can feel deep in the core of your being. And we're here because we recognize that your impact is resting on your nervous system. It's really important that you understand that. The impact that you make in the world is resting on your nervous system, not just your mind, your body. And that is founded in your nervous system. The people, the places, the things that you want to connect with are facilitated or limited by your body's processes and your connections to your personal truths. So if your personal truths uh, are, are and, your, and your body is disconnected, the things that you want to connect with are going to be disconnected as well. So is your body the vehicle or the brick wall? And that's what we're going to talk about today because honestly, we were not always this free. We definitely weren't this free. So for me, um, eight years ago, when I was working in a hospital, I was in a relationship that was collapsing. I was dealing with a lot of really toxic stuff. And I, and I kept saying to myself, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of this relationship. I got to get out of this job. I got to get out of this situation. I got to get out of this place that I was living in. And my back started to get tighter and tighter. My lower back was super tight. And I never felt like I was enough for my relationship partner. I never felt like I made enough money. I never felt sexy enough. I didn't feel connected at all. I couldn't sleep. I was irritable. My body was literally screaming at me. I understand the screaming. And maybe some of you listening can as well, because between fibromyalgia, endometriosis, chronic pain, hypothyroidism, constant injuries, imbalances from those injuries. I mean, I was taking pills to sleep, energy drinks to wake up. And at 26, I hit a wall. And honestly, I decided then I could not live that way. And one uh, weekend, I was on a trip to Disneyland and I sat down. I just started crying. The pain in my knees, the swelling, it felt like my body was falling apart. And honestly, the thought of even living another 50 or 60 years didn't sound enticing in the least. And if age means that things get worse, then I really wasn't interested in aging. So at 26, I already felt like I was in an old, deteriorating body. <laughs> You know, I know for me and maybe for you, I was so lonely 
And no matter how many people were around me, I was lonely. And I didn't feel like I could be honest with anyone for so many reasons. And I was in a space of dealing with a lot of shame. I felt like something was wrong with me for being the way that I was. I felt like something was wrong with everything that I did. I felt bad for everything that I did. So I hid and I felt very, very lonely. I was forcing myself to be in situations that that were that way because of the constructs I ascribed to, because of religion, because of my family structure, because of society. And I was I was ascribing voluntarily. I was volunteering for this, but at the same time, I didn't realize what I was doing. So I was unconscious of the situation. I know that if you're listening now, you've had times in your life where you could feel physical manifestations of stress, like shoulder pain, uh, neck pain, maybe stomach issues. And honestly, the more I hated my job, the more I stayed in toxic relationships, the more my body hurt. The more I said yes to things because I should, I could feel my body tense and tighten. I was always getting sick. My friends even called me Murphy's Law because, I mean, who gets kicked in the face by a horse? Well, me. (laughs) That was my story. Pain was my story. Trauma, drama. And it was getting too exhausting to keep up with, honestly. And I was reaching my thresholds. And one day on the way to work, I got a flash in my mind that if I just pulled the wheel of the steering wheel one hard time to one side, I wouldn't have to go to work. And that's when I knew that something had to change. I knew that it had to change right now. That's kind of what led me to here. And, man, sorry, it's just... I could, I could... I'm just a little emotional. I could finally see things all come together. And all of the things that I had learned over the years started to fit like puzzle pieces. The emotion, the body stuff, the mind stuff, what I saw in my own journey and and what I saw through the patients at the hospital, all of it, all of it started to make sense. I saw the pieces of how the trauma that I had and my experiences I created and, and how this crafted the way I was. And once I put all this together for myself, I began to discover how I could put it together for the people who were hiring me to work with them. And I continued to hone and master the art of integrating my body in the, and putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And so I help people to put those pieces of the puzzle together. And it's been really epic to be able to see things from this vantage point. And so I've been getting into this space of showing people how to do this. Look, and I know it can be overwhelming. That's why today we're going to talk about some of the tangible steps. And over the next seven uh, workshops beyond or classes beyond here, we're going to get into the depth of it as well. So I know it can be overwhelming. At times I was there and I didn't know how I was going to get out of everything. And only that I was refusing to stay there any longer. So that was the choice that started me down the path of self-awareness was disrupting the old patterns and making the decision through action. I refused to suffer anymore. That was the bottom line, which meant I was going to have to learn my body's cues. If I was going to dig out of that very deep hole I had been placed in by not only traumas and life experiences, but also the parts that I was continuing to dig even deeper 
into. So what's amazing is there is a way out. Even if it seems overwhelming at times, there are people like us all over the web, all over the internet, creating courses, workshops, and retreats that are proving time and time again that you can unravel all the bullshit and create a life that feels free. In our current course, people have had huge breakthroughs just in the first week that have completely shifted their trajectories and provided a clear path out. I took all the pieces I put together from my experiences and I created a pathway for myself to create new habits of awesome in my mind, my body, my social life, and my entire life, my whole life. And it all started with seeing where I was and how I was not being honest with myself. That self-honesty was the key to everything, everything. And after that, it was about making a decision to change the way the things were going. And, uh, and, and since I could actually see where I was, I could actually make those changes. And after that, I created a plan and a social support system to keep me accountable. That's my family, my friends, the people that I keep proximal to me. And finally, I began living in that decision every single moment of my life. After I, after I figured everything out, I made a decision and I decided to stay in that decision every moment of my life. And after finding my way out of what, what I call the maze, people started asking me, what did, man, what did you do to climb out all of that? And I've been excited to share it with them ever since. So now five years later, after I've discovered all of this stuff, we've shifted and improved the systems that we've created to help hundreds and hundreds of people you know, into their new awesome realities that they design themselves. And they're super, super excited to build. And I think that's the best part is not the fact that only I'm out of pain and I understand now what my body is telling me, but helping other people do the same. No more medications, no more surgeries or hospitalizations or at least a huge decrease. And obviously pain-free is amazing, but I never even imagined that was possible. So now I'm really clear and intentional in what I'm creating, how I choose to participate in it, and that's what I'm most excited about in the weeks to come is we're every, with every class, we're going to get deeper and deeper. We just wanted to give you context about who we are in case you don't know. And the key components for me in simplified terms has been self-honesty, tracking my specific physical sensations, learning how to make and maintain boundaries, and finding the strength to say no when something was out of alignment or causing me physical distress. And so today, we're going to be breaking down some awesomeness, right? What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about self-honesty, right? And that's the basis of what your body's trying to tell you. Right. After that, we're going to talk about tracking sensations, and that's the key to what your body is trying to tell you. And then we have what we call the yes or no factor, and that's the testing grounds for what your body's trying to tell you. So I have a question. Did you download the body map yet? And if you haven't downloaded the body map yet, you can download it right now by punching in your phone. Right? You can take a second and type and message get taco to 444 Nine, nine, nine. That's also going to give you access each week to the class so you don't have to keep registering. You'll get a reminder text each Tuesday about the class coming up so that you don't have to sort through all your email. And then it's going to give you the replays to any that you miss. This way you're not digging back, trying to remember times. You'll get a reminder the day of and access 
to the ones you already missed through this same Get Talk hole at 444-999 and get the body map because we're going to be going really deep into that conceptually of how the body manifests and shows physical strain and pain and areas you may not be, you might not be being honest. Yeah, and make sure that when you uh, type in that uh, get top, make sure that space is between uh, get and taco, okay? Because uh, when I when I did the test on it, I pre- I punched you put in it all as one word get taco, and it did not work. So make sure it's get space, <laughs> space taco. taco at four four four. And standard message rates apply. There's no other subscription fees or anything. If you have unlimited free text, it's included, so you don't have to worry about that. Awesome. So let's get into it. We're going to get into self-honesty. And this is the basis of what your body is trying to tell you. So being able to see where you are is the foundation of your self-care. In order for you to make a conscious shift in your being, you will benefit greatly by seeing where you are from a physical, emotional, and mental standpoint. And this starts with being honest about where you are physically and emotionally. And and that is, you know, do you, are you honest with yourself about how you feel about your circumstances? And are you honest with yourself about how you feel physically? And this can come up a lot with people not being honest around these two things in particular. And we're going to expand on it. What you feel connected to or disconnected from, what are you attached to and why? What drives you to do the things you do? And what drives you to interact with the people you interact with? Really, really important important stuff. When you can start to be honest about these things, you can start to see where they come up. These things manifest in your body. Being honest with yourself is the foundation of listening to your body. If you're not honest with yourself, you may miss these things that are affecting your body. You might ask, hey, Ta, how does self-honesty affect my body? <laughs> and I'd say, man, that's a great question. Let's get into a little bit about uh, of the brain science before we answer that, and it'll make more sense, okay? So your human brain utilizes a lot, a lot of oxygen, water, and energy. And according to our current science, the human brain utilizes somewhere in the neighborhood of 20% of your body's resources when your body is at rest in order to maintain the heavy demands of the brain. And some people will some some will say 25%, some will say 20, so I say 20 to 25% of your your body's your body's demands, uh, your body's supply goes to your brain. And why is this so important? It's important because your brain is only about 2% of your body weight. And your brain is taking at least 20% of your body's blood su- blood supply and resources. So let's reframe that. That's one fifth of your body your body's resources gets delivered to your brain. Okay, that uses a lot of your resources and that's when you're just chilling. If your brain uses so much at rest, what happens when you're stressed, right? When you're honest about things uh, that you're aware of, uh, I'm sorry, when you aren't honest about the things uh, that, that you're aware of in your life or you're not aware of the stressors in your life, you can be causing your brain's demand for resources to drive up dramatically. And this will draw the availability of resources away from the rest of your body. And, and those resources go away from your, the rest of your body and they go to your brain. This causes your heart and your lungs to have to work super hard to supply blood to the brain, oxygen, blood, resources, and to remove the waste, okay? If the decrease in resources to the rest of your body is is significant enough, it can affect your ability to perform normally 
and your ability to heal. And, and this is really, really important when you consider that if from, from your eye sockets up is getting most of the resources of your body, and then from your eye sockets down, you're not getting any resources, how can your body actually catch up? And this is where stress starts to kick in and it becomes really, really difficult. Can you ever think of it so, can you ever think of a time when you've kept a secret from somebody? If you've ever lied, if you've even bent the truth a little bit, told a white lie, do you, do you remember how that felt? I mean, hey, you may be experiencing that feeling right now if, you, if you're keeping your truth captive and locked away somewhere. And that feeling is the feeling of your body's resources being taxed in order to keep that story going, in order to keep the presentation of the mistruth going, right? So when you have these feelings, hormones call, called catecholamines are released. And those are, you may have heard of dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine. These are all stress-related hormones that are activated by your body. And hormones uh, are, are signals f that trigger your body to do certain things. And they ramp up your body uh, in preparation for stress management. And this utilizes a lot, a lot, a lot of your body's resources, Okay, some some things that aren't true or are not your truths require a lot more energy than other things. So if it's like, oh, no, I didn't sweep that under the rug, it, it would be a little stressful. But it, then it's like, oh, no, I wasn't cheating on my wife. That's even more stressful. So when you keep these things under wraps and, and deeper emotions are involved, you have more of a production reduction of catecholamines and it stresses the body even more. So when you actively craft things that are unnatural or untrue, your brain and your body have to make sure that you maintain the appearance of the truth as best as you can. So your body is actually lying for you, with you, in the background, right, to present all the time. And if you're at home, if you're with a loved one, if you're in a marriage, if you're in a situation, your, your body is constantly lying, it's constantly telling an untruth a story that is not the foundation of your truth, it can't actually rest. And this can show up in your posture. It can show up in your vocal tone, in your facial expression, right? The control of your facial expression, conjuring of stories, and so on. If this is a 24-hour-a-day situation, it can become seriously taxing on the brain, which means for the rest of the body, you know, it's a problem. Imagine if you're holding multiple truths all the time. It can become quite overwhelming for the brain and the rest of the body because the rest of the body can't catch up because the brain is utilizing a lot of the resources. It can be particularly compromising if you're unaware of your ability to express the truth. And we find that a lot of people are unaware of their ability to actually speak the truth. And this can be because they're taught from, from their family situations, from religion, from government, from whatever, that they can't speak what they really, really feel. And this causes a stressor in the body. Okay, this can show up in hiding yourself uh, so as not to inconvenience others. And an example of that would be uh, habitually hiding your pain as so as not to bother somebody. Oh, I, you know, I have headaches all the time, but I don't want my husband to get upset. You know, not telling yourself or your life partner that you're not happy in a relationship, you know, so that you can save the other person or save the relationship itself. Meanwhile, you're in emotional pain, you're in physical pain, you're in distress, you're unhappy, and you're keeping that to yourself. And this can go on autopilot, so you're not even thinking about keeping a secret anymore. You're not thinking about not, that it's not true. You're just you're living this false life, and it becomes an automatic program. And it's very stressful for the brain and the body to keep up with that type of work. Living in a home you dislike is also 
uh, a situation that is is pretty dysfunctional. So stress management is awesome when you're aware of the stressors. What if you're not aware of the stressors? We're often not honest with ourselves because we're often taught that our truths are inconvenient or dysfunctional for others or for the constructs of society. If you are in a space where you know your you are you know your very existence is inconvenient it's you know you feel ashamed people are people have the feelings of shame and it can drive the body to feel really really disrupted and this can cause lots of disease entities and problems we found all kinds of wild stuff with this so uh, the inability to be aware of your truths from force of habit can lead to blind spots in your self care when the body speaks out right when the body speaks out, when your truths are not being expressed, it is in the form of discomfort. Your body is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be more uncomfortable. It's going to be more uncomfortable until it gets really loud and it may become a disease. It may become a problem. You may have an injury. Take it from me. I wasn't speaking my truth and my back was crying out to me day after day after day after day until I broke it. My posture was so off. So uh, the question is, do you know how to hear your truths? I didn't know how to hear my truths. When is the last time you've heard of children being taught in school or even at home how to listen to the cues of the body? I know I wasn't, right? And I, I'm, I'm sure you have, however, heard people teach children not to speak their truths. Oh, be nice. Don't say that. That's not nice, Jimmy. Don't say what you really mean to that person. Your truth might hurt their feelings. Instead, hold in your truth for someone else to feel nice temporarily as you develop a habit of political correctness. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? I mean, it sounds ridiculous to me. I mean, as ridiculous as it sounds, this being nice can become a habit of being dishonest that can tax the body in very, very detrimental ways over long periods of time. And the body will speak softly and then it'll get louder and louder and louder until it crashes or becomes ill. In our work, we found that most of the time people will wait until the body is speaking very loudly or even yelling before they'll listen to it. And that's when you end up in the hospital, right? I know I waited until my body was screaming before I did anything. And, and that's one of the reasons I do the work now is because I really don't want people to have to get to that place. I really want people to be able to see themselves. Your body has its own language. Do you know what it's saying to you right now? Are you on your way to learning what it has to say and taking its cues into consideration and taking action on those cues? Or are you just going to let things happen without your awareness? And now that you're aware, it might be a little difficult, right? Are you being honest about your awareness now? So self-honesty is more than just a moral situation. Self-honesty can be a saving grace and a key to living a life with a tremendous amount of ease. And I know I want ease in my life. And that's why I'm doing this, because I want to show people how to be easy so we can all be easy together. Because the more people are stressed, the more I'm stressed. The more people are easy, the more I'm easy. Once you learn to be honest with yourself, you can then learn how to apply your honesty to all of your life's situations. And that's where we're going to get into tracking the sensations as it relates not only to honesty, but all of the questions you may be asking yourself. Tracking sensations is the key to what your body's trying to tell you. This was a pinnacle thing for me, and tracking sensations is a crucial part of figuring out what your body is saying to you. Your body's language is just as intricate as the language of the mind, and maybe even more so. 
you spend, I did spend tremendous amounts of time learning language to communicate with other people or technology or systems and so on, but I didn't spend any time learning the nuances of the physical sensations in my body. So tracking your body's sensations on a daily basis can cue you in to what your body's saying when you can identify trends in your body's signals. So if you walk into your job every day at the same time and your right eye starts twitching just as you walk through the door, yet when you don't go to work, your eyelids don't twitch, do you think there could be a significance to that? I mean, possibly. How would you know if you didn't track it? Once you have the data of tracking the sensations, you can open yourself up to a deeper exploration of your truth. Maybe you've never considered if you like your job or you're pretending or trying to find gratitude for your job. Is there someone at your job that stresses you out? Or maybe something to your right that you're not noticing. Maybe a potential friend or mate. Maybe an opportunity What if you considered leaning to or away from some of those things just to see what your body's reaction would be? What if it felt more relaxed? Or what if you noticed that it got more tense? What if you followed the ease and your body led you into an awesome place? What if you continued doing the same thing and it's not good for you? You can feel that. Would you be able to start creating new habits of awareness around what works best for you? Or what if being honest about with what you're feeling, as it that it could lead you to a freedom of emotional and physical pain? I never knew that was possible. So what your body is telling you is letting you know where opportunity is, where love is, what to lean away from. And if your body's leading you to situations and people who can connect deeply in fuller, more expansive ways, would that work for you? I mean, to me, it's worth exploring because, I mean, what do you have to lose? Stress and pain? <laughs> I was okay with that. I'll take, take stress and pain free any day, man. Like, bye. So that leads us to the what we call the yes or the no factor, which is the testing grounds for what your body is trying to tell you. So all those questions you ask, right? You ask all these questions, all these questions. What's the answer? So the the yes or no factor is which way you lean. So now that you're aware of your truth, right? you're honest with yourself and you're tracking your body signals, what do you do? It's time to do that yes or no factor thing. So asking your body out loud when you're in a safe place, alone, with no distraction can yield a lot of perspective and maybe even some serious guidance in making your life's decisions. Your body's intelligence is in, is instinctual and it's intuitive and your body does not lie. You may have to move away from making attempts to, to create logical explanations for why your body does the things it does. The body does not work in logic and it does not lie. Remember, logic and, and the truth can can clash. They can do it all the time. You can you can logic your way into why you're staying in a relationship. And if your body says that I'm done with this relationship, your body is done. Your body knows that you're done with something. And you can you can logic your way into staying at a job. You know, I need this money. And your body says I'm done. It's it's completely done. And you don't want to wait until your body crashes and uh and, and you can't function anymore. So your body never lies. It it it's a, a huge opening for you to be able to, to start learning and, and uh, leaning into that truth. So uh, 
you may tell yourself that let, let's let's an example. You may tell yourself that that you like a family member because you're supposed to, right? And uh, do do you really like that family member, or are you being nice? Right? Remember being nice. We spoke about that before, right? Were you conditioned into being nice? And how is that feeling in your body? I mean, just take a second right now and think about somebody that you've been nice to, right? You've been nice to them. You've done this. You've done that, and you really didn't want to be, okay? And what if you leaned in the opposite direction? So, all right. I, I'm being, I'm going to be nice to Joe and then I'm not going to be nice to Joe. So that's the yes factor, right? I am going to be nice. The no factor is I'm not going to be nice. What does your body feel more situated in? The yes or the no, okay? And I learned that the hardest person to be honest with is myself. So I started to ask my questions to myself in the mirror, completely naked, completely naked. I started to see and feel very uncool things happen when I wasn't being honest. And it doesn't matter if it was honest in a positive way or honest in a negative way. When I leaned into the honest way, my body got really easy. So one day after I broke my back and I was finally able to stand up again, I said to myself in the mirror, completely naked, right? I really enjoy working in the ER. My body got really tense. My teeth started grinding. I could feel my face wanting to frown. And it was really uncomfortable. And I said, I can't stand working in the ER. My body completely relaxed. And even though I can't stand working in the ER, it was negative sounding. It was my truth, right? I needed to get out of the ER. And my body was like, hey, bruh, bruh, this is the truth. What are you going to do about this, right? Do you want to feel this ease or that tension of working in the ER? This is my body. My body was asking, was saying this to me. And I eventually listened, right? After I went back to work and the same tension from those questions returned the day, the first day I got back to work, that tension, oops, that tension went back into my body. And I was like, man, this is crazy. And I realized that that same sensation was there every time that I went to the ER for years and I hadn't paid attention to it. That sensation that that I don't want to be there. Sensation was in my body and it was right in my lower back, right where I got hurt, right where the injury was, right where the postural situation was. And eventually, you know, after all those years of doing that, my back started to hurt. And then, you know, you guessed it. Like I said before, my back broke. I broke my back from my posture being so jacked up and all the exercise in the world and eating right in the world didn't change the conditioning of my posture which was where I was holding my posture in that way for some reason. And, and, and I found the conjunction between my posture and me going to that job and being in these sour relationships and stuff that I was doing. It was a very uh, compounded situation. So now, whenever I have questionable sensations, I explore the yes or the no factor. And it's, it's been on point each and every time. It leads me into spaces of ease and flow whenever I follow it. And when I, when I, and when I don't, it can put me into some really uneasy situations. I dare say uncomfortable or or even horrible situations if I don't listen to it. So if my body says yes and it feels easy, I lean into it. If my body says no and I and I don't lean into it, if I lean into the yes anyway, my body gets really uneasy. So I lean into the yes or I lean into the no when it's easy because that is where my body is telling me to go. And it may be really challenging 
when you have things like societal constructs, when you have pressure from your family, pressure from your job, pressure from the financial system, all of these things can put a lot of pressure on you to perform a certain way that is going against what your body is actually telling you is right for you. And this is where the, the logic and body part comes in, into play is because we will logic ourselves to death, literally logic ourselves to death. Oh, this doesn't make sense. I'm going to go to the doctor. The doctor will fix it. I'll take a pill. I'll go and get this practitioner to rub on me and it'll, it'll fix it. And then it comes right back. It's because your body is telling you something and it does not speak in English, Spanish, or any other any other verbal language, it speaks in body language. And it speaks in a very unique language that your body is saying to you. Are you able to listen to it? You can check in with yourself too. You know, when you're armed with this type of awareness, you know, it, 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 it becomes really awesome. I'm learning to master my sensations out of habit. And it all comes from being honest, tracking my sensations, and then checking in to see if my body agrees with what I'm doing or with what I'm thinking. So again, it all comes from, number one, being honest with myself so I can see. Number two, tracking my sensations and, and being able to write them down and, and have something that I can go back and scan. And then checking in to see if my body agrees with what I'm doing or with what I'm thinking. And like I said, this is something that you can do too. And when you're armed with this type of awareness, the things that you can attract and the things that you can avoid can be more precisely fine-tuned if you are aware of what your body is telling you. So we actually covered a lot. This is, we're going to be diving deeper into each of these conceptually over between now and almost Christmas time, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time. So today, part of what we talked about was self-honesty and the basis of what your body is trying to tell you. You learned about self-honesty and its effect on the brain's usage of your resources, how detrimental it can be, not only on your body's ability to heal, but also perform, how tracking your sensations is the key to learning about what your body is telling you. You learned about the yes or no factor uh, and the testing ground. So there's lots of awesome stuff to consider. But I would love to hear from you either in the comments or shoot us a message on Instagram to talk whole. Did you have any realizations or openings? Is there anything you'd like to dive deeper into? Any apprehensions? Any resistance? And of course, um, going back, if you want to get the slides from this, if you want to get the body map, if you want to be reminded of each free course as they fall on Tuesdays. The next one will be Tuesday, November 5th. We're going to be diving into how to shift your experience in real time by fully feeling it. Just text TALKHOLE to 444-555 and you're going to get that sent over. So through this process, through this next month and a half or so, we encourage you to write down any ideas you have so they don't slip away from you. Go back to what we discussed today at even a later time when you've had a chance to process the information you've been gathering because over this next month and a half or so, you're going to be becoming more attuned to some of the sensations you may have had in your body, not only during the class, but as you go to work. So start to take notes of your feelings in relation to all of the things that are going on in your life. Your body has a wealth of knowledge and we're excited that you're on track to exploring the potential. You've already got it. You're here. You have a lot of accessibility and there's you're more than capable of converting it into power. 
So we're excited to be able to bring this way of seeing yourself and exploring yourself in ways that you might not have previously considered. We're honored to have you with us for this masterclass. Uh, We can't wait to do this again, and we do have a podcast three times a week. If you want to conceptually hear more about it, it's called Mentor in the Mirror. It's on all your favorite podcasting apps. And then going to our notes, so someone said, I'm here to keep distancing myself from old self-destructive habits. Yes, I'm with you 100%. Uh, It's so true, says uh, Alexandra, that we need to stay conscious of what our body is telling us at all times. I related to the story about work. I have a headache. I sneeze quite a bit when I'm at work and I didn't realize I was unhappy or then I realized I was unhappy. There's still more work to do and there always is. There's always going to be more work to do. And and the thing is, are you aware of what's going on? And, and kudos to you for being able to detect that the sneezing and stuff had something to do with you being at work. Maybe you're allergic to your job. I know <laughs> I was allergic to my job. I was definitely, I was allergic and, to them all. And so, you know, having that awareness is awesome. And being able to really sink into yourself and ask the questions that you have about yourself to yourself is is a pretty epic proposal. So keep 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 at it. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing for yourself and for humanity. So another question is what if it's hard and depressing even to realize how many things are wrong with my life and circumstances? How do I deal with feeling so down about it all? Look, overwhelm is a real thing, and part of it is knowing that first to model yourself and find people you can relate to, relate to the tools they might have used. I know here in Austin, Texas, for women, there's women's circles called Inner Beauty Collective. A lot of healing and growth comes from connection. And when we isolate or we're in an environment that's toxic or detrimental, that only feeds uh, addictive behaviors, that feeds destructive behaviors. So a lot of it In tracking on a daily basis, you can see what is contributing to the hard and the depressing and what is moving you away from the hard and depressing because we're going to talk about saying no. We're going to talk about getting into some more of the body's cues and getting deeper into how you can deal with some of these feelings by using body. Body is your lifeline in and out of of feelings hormone releases and experiences. And so I wanted to touch on what you said about uh, things being hard and it being depressing about so many things being wrong with your life. And the idea that something is wrong with your life can can cause a lot of, you know, a havoc in your body. And it's what could you lean into, right? Just imagine if my life wasn't like this, how would it be? That wouldn't be so depressing. And can you lean into that? And then can you look at the things that are blocking you from that and get support in it? Can you start to be honest with yourself? Can you be honest with the people around you? And that's creating that support system of people. And this can be, and and this doesn't come without discomfort. I mean, you're already in discomfort from from the uh, depressive kind of feelings that you're having. So having the discomfort of shifting and changing is not going to be something that you can't do. You can manage it. And with anything, like with exercise, if you're going to try to make bigger biceps, your arms are going to get sore. You're, you, you may get a little sore as you make changes. And it's first having the awareness uh, of, of what's going on with you, that you have these the, depressive feelings 
actually writing them down, putting them in front of you, seeing what they are. I, I recommend getting a huge poster board and writing down all the things and then asking yourself the questions. What if I do this? What if I do this? The yes or go back to the yes or no factor. If I lean into this, do I feel easy? If I lean into this, does it feel uneasy? And when you lean into the easy, how can I make this stuff easier in my life? Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to get help from? How do I create a support system around what I want to do? And this is something that we can delve more into, you know, jump, as the weeks go as, on. As the weeks go on. And you can also bring this question to the talk hole. Uh, page on on Facebook and let's talk about it. Let's create a dialogue around it. I'd love to chat about it. And if there's if there's particular concepts you would like to dive into, let us know. The podcast address correct no R on the end of mirror. Did I spell? I might have potentially spelled it wrong because I did the slides. Mentor in the mirror. No, there's an R. <laughs> that was just my fantastic spelling skills. It is mentor in the mirror podcast dot. <laughs> Com. Is, it, is it missing an R? <laughs> yeah, it is. It says mentor in the mirror. Mentor in the mirror, yo. One tool I started with was to observe my reactions to things I wanted to change. That led to a pattern for sure. Awareness first. And I'm going to have in one of the slides, not next week, in two weeks, we're going to start having more imagery about how it works when you first get awareness. Because at first, you don't know that you don't know. And then you become aware that you didn't know, and that's where overwhelm tends to come, is in the, oh no, I didn't know all this stuff was wrong with me kind of a thing. Then you start to know what you know. But when you see that it's an evolutionary expansion, it's a process, you get more freedom because you see that you're in a process, which is really empowering. Um, so we'll be getting into that specifically because it's exciting and awesome and epic. And having imagery for me helps to bring more uh, specificity. And when my brain can go to an image of a process, it's easier to let myself off the hook to just be like, remind myself it's a process. Mm. I would like more info about TRE. Uh, it's not for me. So of course, shoot us a message about TRE. Um, there's practitioners. There's a website. You can even search for a practitioner in your area. Uh, if you go to traumaprevention.com, you can search for a practitioner. We always recommend someone's first time they work in person with a practitioner. For people that are in our coaching programs, we offer it. We don't do one-off, one-on-one, but if you're in Austin, I've got an incredible practitioner I recommend here. Uh, we really only use it in our uh, coaching programs and at retreats and events. We don't really do like one-offs, but it is awesome. I love Terry. It is awesome. Maybe we should do one-offs. Nah. <laughs> we're, we're looking to maximum looking help, to, as, many yeah, looking as, to help as many people as possible. we're looking to help as many people as And there's incredible practitioners already yeah, there doing are, the we, work. We so. know some amazing people in Austin that are doing TRE that we could definitely direct you to. For sure. Or you could come to one of our retreats. Yeah, if you want to learn it there, TRE, um, TRE, someone just asked, what is TRE? It's known as trauma or tension release exercise. It's a somatic modality that... Um, it helps to release tension and stress patterns that are trapped in your body. It's used a lot with um, soldiers overseas, and it's a really incredible way to release stress and trauma patterns from your body without getting into the story. So it's unlike talk therapy, which is really working with your mind, this is working with your body. Directly. Directly. Body. So if you're having anxiety or you just feel like things are trapped in your body, but you don't know what it is... 
TRE is a great way to explore that and release it without having to figure out what's quote unquote wrong. It's absolutely awesome. And we can definitely help you find a practitioner. So, you know, message us on the side and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. connect you. Shoot us a message on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best way for us to be reached uh, just because it gets to us faster. Email is, you know, email. <laughs> so anyway, you're so welcome. We're going to do every week. We're going to go deeper into this. This was more of an overview and an introduction. We're going to get into the how, the why, the when, how to utilize your body to get out of traumatic states or to get out of stress states so that you can enjoy your life. At the end of the day, what we're interested in is you enjoying your life and enjoying your body it is so important for you to be able to enjoy your body which is a huge part the biggest part of your life without your body as a vehicle your mind does not connect with the world so honoring your body is super important we tend to honor spirit and we tend to honor heart and we tend to honor mind and the body gets this lower class esteem if there is no body there is no life there is no mind to connect to anything else so please honor your body. It's so, so important. And this is why we're taking people on somatic safaris. And that's a safari inside your body to look, to explore, to find out what's going on, to find the dragon, to find the lion, to find the canary, to find the alligator, to find all the animals, to find all of the power animals living inside your body, no matter how big or how small, no matter how subtle, no matter how loud. They're all there. And we're, we're into going into the body and having fun and living and exploring and expanding all of the sensations, not just the positive ones, the negative ones, because they're there for a reason and they're all signals telling you something. Your body is always telling you something. Are you listening? So that's for today. Thank you so much for making this time for you, not just for us, for yourselves. We're looking to fully translate or help you translate the unique language that your body speaks. So if you need more help, if you're looking for more clarity and you there's something in particular you would like us to cover, please do. That's what we're here for. Shoot us a message on Instagram at Tacole and let us know what you specifically would like us to add into one of these classes because we're writing them now. We're doing the outlines now and we really are here to serve, to bring clarity and to uh, elevate your experience inside of your body. So we love you as always. My name is Cole. My name is Ta. Be free. Be free.